this is going to be just a question and answer and so I did a couple of posts asking for common questions because I get questions all the time and so I want to start doing these so you have a chance to answer some of get answers to some of those questions that you may have some of those popular questions because I guarantee that a lot of people have the same questions you're listening to the adventuring with osteoarthritis podcast Do you want to learn how to live an active life with osteoarthritis? Hear inspiring stories from others just like you and find out the best ways to naturally tackle joint pain. This podcast has you covered. There are so many possibilities that your healthcare provider may not be telling you about and surgery isn't always the answer. This podcast is not medical advice. Now, here's your host, Doctor of Physical Therapy and Osteoarthritis Specialist, Alyssa Kewen. question was from one of my friends, um, Genuine Physio. He, we met on Instagram and he has an awesome YouTube channel on osteoarthritis as well. And he was asking about the biggest osteoarthritis myth. And that is a tough one, but I would probably say that one of the biggest myths about osteoarthritis that I get in here is that it's caused by wear and tear. And this has just been repeated and repeated and repeated in articles that you search online in even some of the older research articles, but now research is starting to shift. The entire kind of realm of osteoarthritis is shifting. Now it's not just known as wear and tear. Now it is known as inflammation and it has all of these different causes. And it's not just simply you played too many sports when you were younger. And if you have not checked out my YouTube channel, I have a video on this exact topic that's going to kind of go into many more details on this because there are a lot of people that think this. And one of the most important things and why we need to know that this is a myth is because it stops people from doing things. So if you think that osteoarthritis is caused from wear and tear, it's going to stop you from exercising. It's going to stop you from moving because if it's more wear through more movement, then you're going to have more damage. And that is just simply not true. And movement can be actually one of the most powerful things you can do for your arthritis. Let's move you guys over here. Okay, so that is the biggest myth I would say about osteoarthritis. Now, when we talk about, there are many other myths and I would highly, highly, highly recommend that you check out my YouTube channel because I am working to address all of these myths and things so that way you have the most correct information about arthritis. Because like I said, when we have incorrect information, then it can lead us to altering the way that we treat our arthritis and it can actually be sabotaging yourself. And so I would highly recommend if you have not gone to my YouTube channel, search Dr. Alyssa K-U-H-N-Q-N, and it'll pop right up. Okay, so that was my first myth. Now, the next question, I'm going to kind of combine two questions, and this is something that we don't typically talk about a whole lot, but someone was asking about hand osteoarthritis, and then someone was asking about foot and ankle osteoarthritis, and I know they're two completely or three completely different joints, but they're kind of treated the same, and this is because your feet 
and hands are comprised of little tiny muscles and small bones. And the idea with both of those, they can become really stiff. And so maintaining the mobility in both of those joints and both of those limbs are incredibly important. Because sometimes when you have stiffness and you have pain and you have arthritis, you may not take your hands or your feet through their full range of motion. So I'm talking about like making fists and opening up wide. I'm talking about the feet making sure you go through the um, full range of motion with the toes, um, especially if you're wearing shoes a lot, that we don't typically go through the full range of motion in our feet. I'm talking about like big toe, making sure it moves up and down and things like that. I did actually just create a video on ankle arthritis and foot arthritis because we don't talk about that super often. I do have a couple of videos on hand osteoarthritis in my YouTube channel and that would be a great place to check out. But just going into it briefly so we can get to a few other questions because we can kind of go down a whole rabbit hole on this, but one of the biggest things is movement. And movement becomes hard in these smaller joints and these smaller muscles when they're stiff. And stiffness can be a, a very, very common symptom, especially in the morning and especially in the hands. And so one of the things I always recommend is when you wake up in the morning, I know some people wear those compression gloves, which can be extremely helpful. But another thing that I recommend if you don't have those would be to wear, run your hands under warm water. So obviously making sure it's not too hot, but running them under warm water for like 60 to 90 seconds, sometimes even longer depending on how severe your stiffness is, but that can be a way that you can kind of start to limber up those joints. And the same thing goes for just heat packs in general. Using those and using those compression gloves, all of those just kind of help bring blood flow to the area and help to kind of lubricate those joints. And same thing with the feet, sometimes if you have foot and ankle arthritis, wearing those compression socks, they don't necessarily have to come all the way up to the knee, but they have even some that are just come up over the ankle. Those can be helpful in the same ways that the compression gloves can be helpful because compression and pain have almost the same receptors. So when you have compression, then you don't notice as much pain because those receptors are busy feeling compression and they're not necessarily feeling pain. So that is one way that I kind of like to use compression, whether it's in the knee, it's in the hand, it's in the ankle, it's in the foot. All of these things can help negate some of that pain and dissipate some of that pain. But the biggest thing is mobility because a lot of times when we have pain, when we have stiffness, we don't move. And especially, and it can, because it can be hard and I totally understand that. But I would say my biggest suggestion is to find two or three things, very simple things. We'll start with the hands first. Very simply splaying your hands. And a lot of these, you can do the same exact thing with your toes, splaying your toes out and in because again we don't necessarily you know do this a lot take our hands through the full range of motion we usually just kind of stay right in this area grabbing things and doing all that so splaying those fingers you can even just take your hand and go through this pattern of movement where you come down here make a fist and then back up make a fist and then back up even just so at this movement you're moving through all of your finger joints. So you're moving at the knuckles, at the middle, 
knuckles and then you're squeezing to get those top and then you're coming right back out of it that can be helpful now obviously you're not going to do that with your toes but um moving your toes quite honestly just moving your big toes splaying your toes like i said i did just make a youtube video on this that has five um, exercises for toe and ankle arthritis that will be released next week i believe it's on track for next tuesday so you can check that out because that is very important and it can be very limiting when you're walking. Balance is a big one with ankle and foot arthritis because being able to balance and use your toes and use your feet, use those muscles to keep yourself balanced is going to be very beneficial. And a lot of times like those foam pads um, where you, I know that you've probably seen them, those blue kind of square things that are soft and when you step on them, it's a little bit unstable or even sometimes those BOSU balls, if you want to, it's going to be a little bit harder, but standing on those and just making your foot kind of work in those small movements, those small perturbations can actually be helpful for foot and ankle arthritis. And so balance is another one that obviously not for the hands, but balance is one that can really kind of be helpful for foot and ankle arthritis, especially if you've had um, a history of plantar fasciitis or something like that, um, really kind of working those small muscles. Okay, so that is foot and hand osteoarthritis. Like I said, again, we don't talk about it too, too much, but it is out there and there are people that have that. And so I want to make sure that we have some tips and tricks. So again, the YouTube channel is the easiest because I can go into much more detail there. We're just kind of skimming the surface here. Um, but movement is the key, making sure your joints have full mobility and that your feet have full mobility too. Because when you start to lose that, that's when you start to lose function. And that's when things become really hard. Okay, and then I had another question about some things that you can do sitting at a desk, which this is a great question. Because a lot of us, whether you're sitting at a desk or sitting watching TV, or you're sitting doing something, and we spend a lot of time sitting. And so there are just a few simple things that you can do, whether you have pain or not, or wherever your pain is, moving in an optimal way can be helpful to kind of prevent pain in all kinds of different joints. So the first one is, so neck and shoulders carry a lot of tension and a lot of just weight, especially when we're sitting, maybe not in a great posture. Those can both become a little bit rounded. Your head can come a little bit forward. You can kind of get tension, headaches, all kinds of different things. So that is one of the most important things when you are sitting in a desk to make sure that you're sitting and changing postures because it's not that there's just one posture that's perfect. If I sat like this all day, I probably would notice pain somewhere. It's changing postures that you're going to be able to find pain relief. So aside from making sure your desk is ergonomically set up, so making sure that you're typing and your arms are at 90 degrees as you're typing and making sure that your screen's in front of you so you're not looking down or up, those are quick fixes you can make just at your desk. But one of the things that we want to be able to do is kind of come in and out of postures. And a lot of times it's opening up. So one of the things that I like to do 
is when you're sitting, just relax. And even just relax, if I tell you just to kind of let the tension go in your shoulders, I'm guessing everyone's gonna be able to relax a little bit because we tend to hold a lot of tension in our shoulders and we don't even know. So one of the things that I sometimes recommend is, especially if you're carrying a lot of tension here, just set an alarm every 30 minutes, 20 minutes, however severe it is, if you're actually dealing with shoulder pain, probably more frequently than that but just to relax just to give yourself a reminder to just let that tension out of your shoulders because the longer you spend in this position now this is a little bit exaggerated but the longer you spend in this position then the more tense your muscles are going to be so just to kind of relax now one of the things you can do is just a few shoulder rolls everything that we can do at the desk is super simple some shoulder rolls and then what I like to do is if you take your elbows by your um, at about 90 degrees so take them by your sides then what you're gonna do and this is a very small movement but you're just gonna move them back so I want you to imagine like you're doing a row and you're just gonna move them back and you're gonna squeeze your shoulder blades together squeezing your shoulder blades together and you're gonna feel your chest open up a little bit so almost kind of like stick out your chest a little bit and you're going to feel that open up. Now, another one is just moving your neck. So just moving your neck side to side. So your upper traps take a lot of tension when you're sitting. Again, necks aren't really something that we focus on primarily, but super important, again, to take it through the full range of motion. Because a lot of times, if our, especially if we're having neck pain, we don't typically move our neck or we're very hesitant to move it. So we wanna take it through the full range of motion by taking your ears down to your shoulders. And then the lower body ones are very, very simple. And what I tell people, because mostly we focus on hip and knee arthritis and some low back arthritis. And one of the things that I always tell people is just move. It doesn't have to be rocket science. There's not a specific do exercise one, two, three. It's simply just to move. Um, a lot of times we have people just kicking their legs out, lifting their legs up like in a march. I have a lot of people who really like the seated heel raises where you're sitting down and you're just lifting your heels up and pushing your toes into the ground. You can also do that in standing. Anything you can do because the goal is blood flow. When we move, we promote blood flow. When we're sitting still, that's when we get swelling, that's when we get um, stagnant blood, that's when we get inflammation, all that kind of stuff which leads to stiffness. So it's just moving. And when you're sitting at a desk, especially if you're engulfed in a project or something, Again, setting a reminder can be very helpful because we forget and you can look at the clock and all of a sudden it's two hours and three hours have gone by and you haven't moved at all. And then you get up and you're hobbling around or you feel, you know, some neck stiffness, back stiffness, whatever it is. So it's not necessarily that there's specific things you can do, but there's lots of ideas of things. I mean, anything you can do, you can do like big arm circles. You can do, you know, across the body. Rotation is a good one because when we're sitting, we're not really rotating, but just simply moving your arm across, you can actually feel that in your upper back, especially if you've been sitting for a while, um, doing that. Or you can take your arms across and just turn at your mid back. So note my trunk is staying right where it's at and all I'm doing is turning my shoulders. 
So that can be helpful to loosen up your upper back because a lot of times with sitting, I mean, unless you have knee arthritis or hip arthritis, you can get some lower leg stiffness, but if you're sitting for a long time, it's the neck and the shoulders that can really kind of start to bother you and can kind of start to inhibit your work. When you have knee and hip arthritis, those might become stiff and you might be kind of hobbling. Um, so just doing some simple movements can really be beneficial when you are dealing with arthritis, but find yourself sitting for a long period of time. One of the best things you can do if you have arthritis and are prone to stiffness is just movement really trying to change your positions and it doesn't necessarily mean like going from sitting to standing you can if your legs are hanging down like in a chair you can have them supported up on a box if you're sitting in an office chair or support your full legs on the couch if you're watching TV or something like that um, so it doesn't always necessarily have to be going from sitting to standing but standing is going to promote the most blood flow which is going to decrease stiffness the most so it's definitely picking and choosing and seeing how you can fit it into your day, but changing positions is going to be the most beneficial for that. Because even if you're just, everyone, the big craze has been standing desks, but if you stand for a long period of time, you're still going to get stiff, but it's just in a little bit of a different way, especially if you have hip arthritis. The standing may not feel great for longer periods of time. So it's sitting and standing and making sure you're just going in and out of both of those positions or getting creative if you're on the couch or sitting in a chair or something like that. So there are lots of things you can do sitting and especially sitting at a desk. It's just kind of opening up your shoulders and then getting that blood flow however you can. Again, there are some exercise recommendations on my YouTube channel, but quite honestly, it's just whatever you can do. You can kick, you can lift, you can march, you can do, you know, whatever it is. If your knee's bothering you, then there are some better exercises for knees if you're hips. So it kind of depends on where you're talking about. So those were the questions that I had that were submitted. And so if you are watching, even on the replay, and you have a question that comes up about arthritis or about joint pain or anything, tips, tricks that you're wondering, then absolutely let me know. Um, I do want to address one more question that I actually got in a session today. So one of the clients I have, um, she was asking, so do I have to do these arthritis exercises for the rest of my life? Because I'm seeing her on a one-on-one -on -one session. And this has come up more than once because a lot of people, especially if you don't really like exercise or haven't really like grown up doing it, haven't really gotten into a routine, some people are like, oh my God, do I need to do this like forever? And the answer is yes, but... The caveat being, so she had been dealing with some severe left knee pain. It was impacting her walking. She, it was impacting her ability to climb stairs. It was impacting her ability to function. And one of the things that we have been working through is pain relief. And it's not necessarily 100% pain relief because that, if we choose that as a goal for arthritis, then you're going to be climbing uphill forever. I always say... In order to measure your progress for arthritis, it's decreasing pain severity and frequency. There may be times where, it's, where you have no pain, and that's wonderful, but there may be times that you do have pain, and that's just kind of the nature of arthritis. But if we can decrease the um, severity, 
so less severe pain, and the frequency that you experience it less frequently throughout the day, those are two main measures that we use to show progress when we're working with arthritis patients. So when we're kind of focusing and honing in on decreasing pain irritation, pain severity, and pain frequency, every day doing something is going to be the most beneficial. When we're in that kind of intense rehabilitation kind of stage where our joints are really flared up and they're really angry at us. So in that stage, every day is more of an intense type exercise where we have to be consistent to see results. If we're not consistent, then we're not going to see long lasting results. But as we reach that point, so as we're kind of climbing up the path, and as we know, it's not necessarily straight up, it, you know, it's kind of a, a dip, but as we're kind of reaching that plateau where it's like, hey, yeah, my pain isn't very frequent, it's not very severe, I can do everything I need to without really even needing to worry about it, and you can get there. Once we reach that, then it's okay, maybe we can exercise three or four times a week, or maybe we can just pick a few things to do, or we don't have to be maybe as intense about it if you don't like exercise. Now, obviously, exercise has tons of other health benefits, and there are there is a list uh, like miles long of the benefits of exercise, not just for arthritis, but just for health in general. So it's always good to kind of get into a routine of doing some sort of physical activity. But... If you're not one of those people who really enjoys doing exercise, if you like walking and things like that, but you can, you know, pick and choose a few days. I would say at least shoot for three to four days a week. I want you to be able to get into a routine of doing different exercises, but they don't. it doesn't necessarily have to be as strict as when we're really starting to get through that irritation. Now, what I did tell her was, if you want consistent long-term pain relief with arthritis, we have to get into some sort of routine where you're doing some sort of exercise for those joints every day. And whether that is walking, gardening, biking, and doing some of these rehabilitation exercise type things to bring in some variety, we just have to find that balance and that balance is going to be different for everyone like for me i work out every day and that is just a routine that i've gotten into um, for somebody else who maybe hasn't grown up or hasn't been exercising consistently for a long period of time it may be something else it may be you know i don't know i might work out maybe two or three times a week that is something that i can dedicate myself to then great then we'll see how long we can do that and maybe we'll see if we can kind of push the envelope a little bit but at least doing like two to three days a week we have to kind of really kind of set our mind to it that yes we have to do some sort of exercise for the rest of our lives but i, I don't want you to envision it as i have to do these pt exercises for the rest of my life and dread doing some sort of exercise we know that variety is the key so doing the same exercises every single day likely won't really get you anywhere either we need some variety and so whenever I work with somebody it's we want to create a list of exercises that you can do so that when we're finished you can kind of pick and choose which ones you like which ones are easier to fit into your day which ones you can do you know when you have dumbbells available all of that kind of stuff but we, I want to kind of build a list of things you can do so that way you have some options when you're trying to choose some of these exercises. But yes, you have to do them for the rest of your life, but it doesn't necessarily have to be as strict and intense, but that is honestly where you're gonna see the most results. So it's kind of up to you to figure out 
what to do with that but one of the interesting things that she had mentioned was wow i didn't i can't imagine like how this has been so powerful for me and in just three visits it was about six weeks she is walking almost a hundred percent better and is climbing stairs easier and was able to walk to around niagara falls without having increased pain with her family and so she's come a long way and it's become very powerful and she's like man i don't know why everyone just doesn't do this and trust me if everyone did that then my job would be a whole lot easier but um some sort of movement and exercise is a must with arthritis and we have to kind of get into a routine of making it so you are doing something every day thanks for listening to the adventuring with osteoarthritis podcast if this podcast has brought you hope and inspiration make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave a review also If you're looking for more information on how to start your own arthritis adventure, head to www.keeptheadventurealive.com or follow me on YouTube by searching Alyssa Arthritis Adventure. That's A-L-Y-S-S-A Arthritis Adventure. We'll see you next time.